Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have our next guest, Alyssa Vigil, who is community manager at Code Academy. The Code Academy community is one for learners who are learning to code. They have members who are code curious, still figuring out if Code Academy is the place for them. And they have members who are super members, volunteering their time to help build the community. Today, Alyssa shares what her role actually is in this self-governing community. She also shares the challenges she and her team face when it comes to tracking metrics and connecting data in order to prove the value of their community. Welcome, Alyssa, to the Community Corner. I'm so excited to have you today. I am really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, let's get started here. So can you describe what Code Academy is and what it is that you do in your role? Absolutely. Code Academy is a learning platform where people all over the world come to learn to code and get access to greater economic opportunity. And what exactly do you do for Code Academy? So my title is community manager. It's probably different in some HR docs somewhere, but like I'm a community manager. (laughs) And I think functionally, I provide a bridge between our learner community and the internal team. I joined the company in 2018, late 2018, and I was the only community manager on the team. We were like maybe 80 people as a whole company at that time. And now I'm part of a community team. I report into a director of community. And then there's two other folks on the team who I'm sure their titles say something different, but we're all community managers. <laughs> Just a big gaggle of community managers. Yeah, we're, we're people, people. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Code Academy community of learners, there's a couple of different kind of spaces, right? Like you have an online space, you have events. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. We not only have community of learners who are global, but obviously like a learning curve is a a huge spectrum. And we try to meet people not only where they are geographically, but where they are in their learning journey. So I'm not going to go over the history of how these things all happened. They didn't all happen at once because I wouldn't be standing (laughs) to tell you this if that were the case. But we, going from the learning journey, going along the learning journey, we have a Facebook group. So for everybody who is really asking the question, is learning to code for me? And is Code Academy the place to do that? Check out the Facebook group. And for once the decision is made and you're like, okay, yeah, definitely Code Academy is a place where I'm going to pick up some skills and uh, maybe find some people to help me. There are the discourse forums. We call them the Code Academy forums. And that's our longest standing community space. And that one is just brilliantly managed by a team of volunteer community leaders. And we have now a Discord server for folks who just prefer that mode of communication better, also brilliantly managed and moderated by volunteers. And we have an events program, an events program that we host on Bevy with chapter leaders all over the world. Yeah. And so I know you said you have a team that you work with as community managers, but you clearly also have a huge team of volunteers and 
people who are just so diehard in love with your community that they volunteered their time to help moderate and govern your community. And so how do you structure a self-governing community like this? And what are the challenges you faced? So I think that, I mean, managing a community is like relay race, right? And also I think that the term managing is a little bit misleading because no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) No way am I in charge, but hopefully what I, again, like what I said, I provide a bridge between them and, and the company. So I say that it's like a relay race because there were community managers before me that obviously did a ton to create structure. And they did so in partnership with the leaders, the volunteer leaders themselves. So anything I say about how it's structured, I am responsible for a minute part of it. <laughs> the Each of the spaces is governed by a group of people who entirely committed themselves to participating in a way that we knew as folks at HQ, we could partner with these people. They want to see a healthy, productive, engaging learning environment the same way that we want to see that. So and the discourse forums, it's actually, it's quite easy because shout out to discourse. There's these, the points and badges and the trust level system that people move through. Check out, I think it's Carrie Melissa Jones wrote the piece on the commitment curve. So people have moved so far along the commitment curve that they are identified as leaders in the community. And there's like a little auto bot that lets us know, which was totally built by a community member, by the way, that lets us know that somebody has reached trust level three. And that's when we have a new leader in the community. That's just for the discourse forums. So in some ways it's auto structured in some ways, like for when the discord server was launched, that was a group of people from discourse forums who were like, we got to get on discord. And they chose to do that on their own. And I was, I basically showed up and was like, okay, give me a job. Like, how do do you want this to look? And how can I support you? And I will make some noise about it internally at the company. I think that's, I mean, that's just the perfect example of the reason why community exists, you know, because we as community managers, we say, oh, we create these spaces so that our members and our users can build relationships and build connection. And we can kind of be the guiding light between those people. But really, a community is built for community members by community members. And I love that you just kind of show up and you're like, okay, how can I make this more official? How can I get you more resources to continue doing what you're doing? And then that also increases the level of trust that they have with you. So it's just this like perfect, (laughs) perfect example. (laughs) Yes. In the ideal case, it is, it's always tricky when the, and the community is built around this idea that learning this new skill, learning to code can unlock so much, maybe sometimes a job, but maybe sometimes it's just like the love of creating, right? And so this is something that the company and the community are obviously so interested in, but I say it's tricky because sometimes you have to share that, okay, well, the company is going to go in this direction or the company wants this thing and the community is like, but that's not 
us. And so there's a lot, my job becomes a lot clearer <laughs> of like what the work it is I am there to do when sometimes those ideals do diverge. Mm-hmm. It's not often and it's usually, a, we always end up in a good place. And so how do you kind of find that balance between, you know, when you wear your community hat, you're all in for the community, but then you also have to wear your community manager hat, which is like all in for the organization. And so how do you track your successes and challenges? What metrics are you tracking and like reporting to your organization to show them why the community is so valuable? So we, all of that is currently, we're trying to rethink all of that right now because we have spent, yeah, and we're not landed. So like talk to you in six months. (laughs) I'm going to call you. (laughs) Maybe it'll be a little bit more baked, but I can share what we have been tracking up to this point. Of course, we track like the basics, like how many people are finding the space, right? Like in the Facebook group, I'm pretty sure this is public knowledge, but it's like 50 or 60,000 people have found it. And there for the Discord server, like we can, we've been tracking how many people have found it pre-including it on the platform at codecademy.com and post. And, you know, pfft, through the roof. Like it's just a hockey stick up and to the right when you like include it actually on, on the product. So we, we track that. But I think as a community team, we're looking at, all right, we know we have the most incredible group of super users and leaders here. How do we help everyone else to start talking? So we do look at the percent of posts created and replied to by our team of super users relative to our full user base. So there's that like triangle, right? Like the 1990s United States food pyramid. <laughs> you remember that? Yep. Like, which was way too much food to eat. Like your daily <laughs> intake on that pyramid was way too much food. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, now that I'm married to someone who was born outside the United States, I'm just like completely rethought. Anyway, the pyramid is still, you know, enshrined in everyone's memory. So our super users are the ice cream, candy, and cake at the top. Like, love them as much as I love ice cream, candy, and cake. But <laughs> we also want to make sure that they are not the majority of the voice in the community, too, right? So that's something that we track to take into account the health of the community. That we have learned is really important to us as a community team. We are still trying to land on what, how do we make it matter to the company? I do believe that these things obviously matter to the company and the company is also going, yeah, 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 obviously this matters because like, this is where, this is learner support and that, what are we as a company if we're not supporting learners? So this is really good. Actually measuring that bottom line, TBD. Okay, interesting. And so is that what kind of inspired this change of metrics or this revamp that you're going to try to do for the next six months? What are some of the challenges that you've had in tracking the metrics that you've been trying to track with the tools you've used? Yeah. So I think you just said it. It's the tools, right? If anybody hears this, hear my cry, build <laughs> build us some tools with some easy data integrations. Somebody please. Because it's downright hard to integrate Facebook group data, which is an entirely different conversation. Discourse forums, which their APIs like 
some of the best, still challenging, some of the best. So we've seen Discord, oh my gosh, and Bevy, like trying to integrate all of that with our data at the company and then make that make sense is an, is an entire effort. It's an entire effort. Mm-hmm. So we're still, <laughs> still working on it. Yeah. Well, and that's why it sometimes feels easier to just like rely on that gut feeling where it's like, I know this is important. I know this is working. <laughs> Your company says, I know this is important. I know it's working too. Yeah. But you're right. Eventually you do need to figure out that like bottom line. Okay. What is the actual value? What is the worth of this? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Well, you heard it here first. Developers, get on it, please. <laughs> Make us the tools. Make us the tools. <laughs> Okay, Alyssa, well, it's been such a pleasure. And I only have time for one more question. And this is one that I ask everybody. Who is a community builder in the industry that you would love to meet and grab lunch with? So when I was first in the tech industry, I had like thought I'd heard about community management and was like starting to do it. So I picked up The Art of Community by Jono Bacon. and I just like devoured it. Like that was my vacation reading because I'm that level of a nerd. And I feel like John O'Bacon was with me on that vacation. So I think I'd maybe just like to make that official (laughs) and just (laughs) lunch with the guy. But I would definitely just embarrass myself being such a fangirl about that. (laughs) So like hopefully that doesn't happen. Well, I mean, maybe a virtual lunch, so it's easier to be feel less embarrassed. <laughs> yes. He taught me so much before I even knew what any of it meant. Honestly, like I read The Art of Community and I ingested everything theoretically. And then over the years, I've been seeing in practice how, how it all actually works and plays out. That's awesome. Wow. John O'Bacon, you've got an invite. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for joining me today. Like I said, it was a total pleasure to have you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I am so grateful for the chance to ask developers to make tools. Thank you, Beth. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre. <laughs>